This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is, we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I feel like I always say the same thing at the beginning of the episodes, but it's just what naturally comes to me. I just want to say hello, welcome. Hope you've been treating yourself right because we always need that reminder. And honestly, I say it for myself too. It's like my personal check-in. Have I been nice to myself lately? Hmm. This past week, let me think about it. I think I've been pretty good. I think I've been doing an okay job. I think I had a couple days there, kind of dark, kind of mean to myself, but then I, I let it go. I let it go. So that's good. No matter how much work we do on ourselves, we're just going to have those days sometimes and that's okay. All right. Today's episode is about career and competition and wanting to be better than other people who are your peers, maybe even wanting to not help them or deliberately make it harder for them to succeed because you want to be better than them. And I think, of course, we can all relate to those types of pressures, whether you work a corporate job, whether you're an actor or a painter or a teacher or even competing with somebody and working at a grocery store. You know, we all deal with those kinds of thoughts, those kinds of pressures, because we all grew up in a world that told us we need to compete with each other. So how do we manage? How do we manage and still find joy and not let those thoughts and those feelings and those fears rule our life? All right, let's get to the question. Hi, Bunny. I always look forward to your perspective on things and different life circumstances. And I'd be really grateful if you could answer this question for me. And basically, I just completed my master's and I'm looking for jobs right now. And I'm kind of in a catch-22 situation where when I apply for jobs, then I I feel like if I am getting the job, then one of my classmates or, you know, they should be rejected and I should be chosen over them. That is how my worth is determined in my mind. And if I don't apply for jobs, then also I feel like, you know, they shouldn't get selected, even if I'm not applying for that particular job. And I try to not tell them about like job openings like in my mind I'm like you know uh, success is really limited and if I tell them about this opportunity then they will get it and even though like I'm not interested in that opportunity I feel like I don't want to share it with them it it feels like you know it feels better to hold that opportunity in a kind of space where I feel like I have some power over them or I'm more good enough than them. And 
whenever i am like interviewing or stuff like that i always wish that you know like god please uh, either select me or like don't select any of us and that is a very absurd thing to do because my worth is kind of like dependent on other people's accomplishments and other people's success in life like i want to be good enough if i am doing better than this set of people that i studied my masters with and that is the same thinking that i had in school in my bachelors and it has been like very you know difficult to deal with such emotions all the time because i'm i'm not getting happiness from this thing like i always imagine that you know like once we get a job we are like you know at least we are satisfied with that job but like even if i get any job like i'm not sure if that would bring me the happiness that i thought it would if the other person is you know earning more or having a better work life balance because i'm always comparing and thinking that the grass is greener on the other side and like i i talked about it in therapy as well and although i try not to be curious about other people's accomplishments now and i don't scroll linkedin mindlessly checking out other people what are they doing now where are they in life as compared to me and like i am very accomplished and successful in my journey but still i feel like i have this need to compare myself with others because in my childhood my grandmother always used to criticize me like if i didn't come first and she would say like that the person who came first is going ahead of you like i always you know i always was a uh, great a student and all that but i dreaded ptm meetings and i never wanted to go to them because i always thought like what if i didn't come first what if you know i came second even like that that black and white thinking has stuck with me and <laughs> i don't know how to deal with it like i always feel like no matter how much i work hard i'll never be good enough because like even the second best position is a failure and i don't know how to grow from that and i really want to know like what is your perspective on this and how can i deal better with such situations in life because i can never be more successful than everyone i know because everyone has different needs and everyone wants something different from their life and no two people can be happy in the same job and i'm fighting a lot with these inner conflicts while applying for jobs because like if i'm missing like if i'm not applying to a particular opportunity because it doesn't suit the things that i want from a job then i feel like i'm missing out and other people are ahead of me as i am choosing to stay stagnant or i'm choosing to not hold or apply mindlessly to jobs and i'm just thinking that you know uh the long term perspective of going into the 
work environment that best allows me to grow as per my current needs in life and yeah i would be really grateful for the help and i really look forward to all the podcasts that you make and i love the new format it is more organized and more easy to sort out and filter as per the needs of a person and i recommend your podcasts to people who are having a difficult time in their life so you are the light of our lives bunny thank you hi love thank you so much for such kind words i want to tell you right now that what you're going through is a very very good thing you are at a precipice where you are becoming aware of your own learned hierarchical beliefs when it comes to your work. And you are realizing that what you thought defined your worth is an illusion. Learned hierarchical beliefs is a term I use to describe the beliefs we picked up growing up about what makes someone better than another person. Our culture has been organized by the false belief that there is a hierarchy of human worth. And that hierarchy is determined by a number of things around social status, race, body image, economic status, etc. And so we all grew up thinking in order to have real value in this world, we have to have certain accomplishments, possessions and characteristics that put us higher on that hierarchical ladder compared to other people. Our learned hierarchical beliefs, or LHBs as I call them, vary according to the environment we were raised in. For example, if your parental figures spent years commenting on your weight growing up, you might be more susceptible to seeing yourself through the lens of fat phobic LHBs. Or maybe if you grew up in a family that struggled financially, you might feel like you need to make a lot of money in order for you to be adequate. Now, in a hierarchy, it is necessary to compare yourself with others because that's how you know if you're high enough on the pecking order. In a system based on learned hierarchical beliefs, you can't be a winner unless there are losers. And so you live on a roller coaster, so to speak. Some days you feel good enough because you feel like you're doing better than other people when it comes to your LHBs. And some days you feel bad because you feel like there are too many people doing better than you. It's a very stressful and unhappy way to live. And I feel deeply that it is the root cause of so much unnecessary suffering in the world. People are not told that they are inherently valuable just for being who they are. And so they take from others, people are oppressed, people are controlling, or they get greedy, they even harm other people because it makes them feel superior. People just try to get higher and higher on that hierarchy and have more and more. And we really lose sight of each other's humanity, of each other's value. And when people want more and more, it's never enough. Why? Because it's all a lie. It's all an illusion. The hierarchy is a cultural construct that we don't have to let rule our lives. We tend to take it as ultimate truth 
but it's not ultimate truth. It's just a way that our society has organized itself for so long that we tend to think that it is the truth of who we are. And we have to stop living our lives through that hierarchical lens if we actually want to find happiness. If humanity actually wants to even survive on the planet, dismantling this hierarchical lens is the only way to do it. Now, your grandmother was also raised to believe her own set of LHBs. And this idea that you needed to be better than other people in order to be valuable was also put in her head. And she taught that to you, not because she was trying to harm you, although I think it did have harmful effects, but because she wanted you to succeed in the way she thought would make you happy. You see, everyone is made to believe that a certain type of success is the answer to happiness. But then there comes a time when you realize this game of needing to be better isn't making you happy. It's actually making you miserable. You should not be ashamed of having any of these thoughts and these fears. You shouldn't be ashamed that you have secretly wanted your peers to fail. It makes sense. You have just been trying to get what you have been conditioned to believe is what you need to constantly be better than other people, to constantly be working harder, to constantly be more productive. I think when we become aware of our LHBs, we kind of go through a phase of guilt and confusion and shame, like we shouldn't be this way. But our LHBs are not our fault. We didn't ask to be raised the way that we were raised. We didn't ask for a culture that oppresses us, that makes us turn on each other. And letting go of these beliefs is really hard. But what we can do is acknowledge that even when those thoughts come into our head, we have a choice in whether we believe them, whether we choose to act on them. And that's all we're doing here. We're all on this difficult journey of trying to not let our LHBs rule our life, not by completely getting rid of them, because that's really, really hard. And then we are also living in a culture that's constantly enforcing them but by bringing more awareness to them and beginning to make small changes that help bring us back into our higher selves, who we are beyond our LHBs. You are a beautiful, intelligent, compassionate, creative being. You are here to experience the joy of who you are. You don't have anything to prove to anyone, including yourself. It's a blessing for you to see all of this stuff now, as painful as it is. So many people go through their whole lives chasing what they think will complete them, only to realize in the end that that wasn't it, that what they really needed, they already had. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have goals and dreams and want a certain kind of success in what we're passionate about. But we have to acknowledge that no matter what happens in the ups and downs of our careers and our relationships, we have always been enough. And ironically, 
that actually frees us up to start enjoying what we do much more because we're not putting this pressure on our passions to complete us. Just like in romantic relationships, things turn toxic when you put pressure on your partner to complete you. It's the same thing with our relationship to our passions, to our work. It turns toxic when you put pressure on it to complete you. So when these thoughts come up, or when you're tempted to not let your peers know about an opportunity, what could you choose instead in that moment? How healing would it be to spend that energy helping others succeed? Like actually putting an effort towards it. When we intentionally deny our LHB's power, it frees us up to experience something new, something that we couldn't have predicted could make us actually really happy. I think it's amazing that you're going to therapy. You're already on the healing path. You're already bringing so much awareness to this stuff. This is so, so beautiful. And you can be proud of yourself and your accomplishments while at the same time knowing that you don't need to have any of those things in order to be good enough. You were good enough when your grandmother was telling you those things and you're good enough now. One practice that could possibly be really powerful is to look at a picture of yourself from when you were really young or picture yourself when you're really young in a meditation or a prayer and tell your younger self that you're good enough, that you don't have to compete with anybody, that you're lovable, that Just being you is enough. I think that that can be one of the most healing practices that you can do. All right, babe, I'm sending you so much love. Take care. You know, so much of how we were raised and what our parental figures told us are things that they were conditioned with. And it's easy to blame our parental figures for harming us And yes, many times they could have possibly done better, but we also have to remember that they grew up at a certain time in a certain circumstance. And if we had grown up during that same time in that same environment and that same circumstance, we could have behaved exactly the same way. So this isn't about judgment. This is about acknowledging and having compassion that the way things have been running have caused a lot of harm, but we can change that. We can do something different. Okay, before we wrap it up, I also want to share a listener response that somebody sent in and they are responding to a prior episode about career stuff. So I thought it would be in perfect alignment with this episode. This particular episode that they are responding to was titled, I'm afraid that I'm failing at my job. And the listener was calling in about getting a new job right out of college and feeling insecure about how well they're doing and having a really hard time dealing with that type of pressure. Okay, let's listen to this listener response. Hello, Bunny. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying how this podcast and this community is such an important part of my practice. 
always keeping me grounded into a place of love. Um, I've actually written a few emails into the show, but never sent any of them because as is the intention of the podcast, um, dialing into my higher self to write it down actually helps me realize I already have the answer. Um, so I have a listener response, um, I guess it's kind of long, so I don't know, Bunny, if you want to play the whole thing, but um, yeah, I'll try not to ramble, but I want to respond to the episode, I'm failing at my job. Um, My heart really went out to the listener who called in with that. I could really hear the stress that they were feeling, and for sure I echo Bunny's sentiment of looking at this from a place of love, but I just wanted to say a few points Um, First, I'll just tell you a bit about me to add some additional context. Um, So I am 32 years old and I've had all different kinds of jobs. Um, In my early 20s, I got two engineering degrees and I worked in the construction industry for a while. And then I realized that I hated corporate and I ran away and I worked in hospitality, I worked as a cleaner, I worked in a factory, um, and then I started doing arts and worked as a comedian and an actor. Um, But now I've actually gone back to school myself. Um, I've decided to use my science background to be an educator, so I'm training to be a teacher in a high school. Um, Anyway, the reason that I wanted to tell you all about me uh, is because... I want to let you know that that feeling of stress and discomfort, that anxiety that I'm not doing a good enough job has come up for me in all of those jobs. Like when I'm operating from a kind of lower vibration plane of consciousness, you know, it didn't matter if I was leading a big team of engineers and feeling scared that I wasn't clever enough or when I was screwing lids on a jar on a production line in a factory and then I was feeling scared that I wasn't fast enough um and yeah Bunny often talks about the conditioning that we receive that we were put on this earth to be productive um and I tell you that particular LHB runs deep for me um you know if you aren't the most efficient, most organized, hardest working graduate that they've ever had in your workplace. That's fine. Your productivity does not define you. You clearly have a big heart and are a kind and caring co-worker, which honestly is a rare thing indeed and can count for a lot more sometimes than being super productive. Um... The second point I wanted to make is that even though you really enjoy your job, maybe it isn't for you in the long term, um, which is totally fine. You know, you're right at the beginning of your career journey and you're just learning what's important to you in a workplace. Um, you know, some people, the most important thing about the job would be the money that they earn or, you know, um, who they get to work with or the lifestyle that's associated with a certain job. Um, and yeah, I guess often on this podcast, when Bunny's talking about relationships, they bring it back to compatibility. Um, and as I mentioned at the start of this message, I am currently a trainee high school teacher. 
Um, you know, I wanted to be really visible as someone who's neurodivergent and trans. Um, and, you know, I wanted to be in education, working with children. I wanted to be encouraging children to study science because, you know, I believe that the only way that we're going to save the world and alleviate the climate crisis is if we have more diverse and creative voices working in science. Um, yeah, but the thing is, as a neurodivergent trans person, working in a high school, I've found out since starting, is extra exhausting for me. And a lot of the time, you know, I notice these thoughts that you have been experiencing coming up for me, you know, I should be able to do this. Why aren't I good enough? Why can all the other trainee teachers handle the workload better than me? But when I bring in my higher self, I know that it's not that I'm a failure. It's a compatibility issue. And though I want to be able to work full-time as a teacher, it turns out that doing that is very taxing for my nervous system. So for me to be able to do the work that I feel called to do, I'm going to need to think about a different way of doing that. So, you know, I might be going to like work part-time once I qualify or, you know, just work in education in another capacity that's less regimented than high school teaching and kind of more uh, compatible with my like diversity. You know, I thinking, well, I guess so. I think of finding a job like dating, you know, this this job sounds like in lots of ways it's a really great fit for you. And so for now, maybe it's great. But, you know, in future, you might start to think, well, for the next job, it would be really important to me that I work with a bigger team or a smaller team, or maybe I'd be happiest being self-employed. You're right at the start of your career. So you're just kind of figuring out what kind of workplace you work best in. Um, yeah, I guess the advice that I have... Uh, is that for now, if you are still feeling insecure in your boss's opinion of you, you don't need to like make a big deal out of it. But maybe in your next one-to-one -one meeting with them, you can just voice it and say, hey, as you know, this is my first proper professional job. So I'm not experienced in interpreting feedback about performance. Just to be clear, you know, are you happy with my performance right now? Um because I imagine that your boss is so busy just wrapped up in what's going on in the day-to-day -day of this project that you're working on that it won't have even occurred to them that you might be feeling a bit lost about that. Um, but of course, if you're going to put that question out there, you have to be prepared that they might say, you know, yes, everything you're doing is as we would expect, we're really pleased. Um, but there is also a chance that they might say, no, we're not happy. Um which feels scary, but actually I think that having that conversation would make you feel much better because if your boss is able to tell you really clearly, there are a couple of areas in which you could improve and then give you some really clear objectives about how you can improve, then instead of this generalised feeling of anxiety and thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not good enough, like I'm not sure, Does my, is my boss happy with me? I don't know how I can get better. You can think, well, I know what my boss wants me to demonstrate 
and they want me to improve by replying to emails faster or like be more proactive in reaching out to so-and-so or whatever it is, if if they tell you what it is that they, they want you to do, you can just go out and do the thing. Um, yeah, as, as Bunny said in their original response, you and your employer both want the same thing, which is for you all to be working happily together and for the project to be successful. And um, I guess I've, oh gosh, we've waffled on long enough, but I just wanted to say that, you know, your message actually reminded me of a conversation that I had with a student yesterday. Um, yeah, an 11 year old came up to me at the end of class and told me how they feel really sad and worried and they think that they're not good at science. And so I live in England where we start high school or um, secondary school, as we call it here, at age 11. So, you know, so they just, they've just started school and I had to tell, you know, I, I told this kid that when all the other kids know the answer and they don't, it's because someone told them, you know, it's not because she's dumb, it's because she hasn't done it before. And I told her that the thing that's really encouraging is that she cares so much to come and tell me that. And if she wants to be good at science, she can be. She's right at the beginning. And if she pays attention and does all the work, there's no reason that she can't be a really amazing scientist. I think, you know, you clearly care so much about this job. And I'm sure that whatever career or project you decide to put your energy into in the future, you're going to make such a big difference. So I'm sending love to you and to Bunny and to everyone in the community. Thank you for listening. Love you. Thank you so much for sending that in. And you bring in such a good perspective about knowing that what you think you want in a career could totally change and not to feel too attached to what you think you should be doing. Just be in the experience and remembering that your productivity does not equate your value. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and chiming in. I really, really appreciate it. All right, loves, that's this episode. I love you so much and so does your higher self. Take care. See you next time. Bye.